0: This is Event Horizon, and I am your host, Mark Anthony Peterson. This is the podcast that takes a walk into the paranormal with a splash of conspiracy. Guys, welcome to episode 76. This is an episode where we're going to give you news from the point of no return. And in this episode, report six, we're going to talk about tiny living robots, 60 million-year-old birds, intergalactic cosmic rays, and maybe a little more. But you know what we got to do before we get into the episode? I got to give you the disclaimer. I am not a religious expert, been kicked out of more churches than I've been welcome to. I am not a physicist, theoretical or otherwise, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express I think that gives me the right, in these episodes, to read a few articles, draw a few conclusions, and bring them back here to you. Cool? Cool. All right. Back to episode 76, report number six, news from the point of no return. The first of our three articles that we have for this episode that we're going to cover is entitled, Mysterious Cosmic Ray Observed in Utah Came from Beyond Our Galaxies. Our galaxy, scientists say. This article comes from Katie Hunt, CNN, published on November, the 3rd, no- November 23rd, 2023. The article starts out, Space scientists seeking to understand the enigmatic origins of powerful cosmic rays have detected an extremely rare ultra high energy particle that they believe travel to Earth from beyond the Milky Way galaxy. Now, for those who don't know, the article goes on and says cosmic rays are charged particles that travel through space and rain down on Earth constantly. Low energy cosmic rays can emanate from the sun, but extremely high energy ones are exceptional. They are thought to travel to Earth from other galaxies and extragalactic sources. Hmm. The article continues Despite years of research, the exact origin of these high energy particles still aren't clear. They are thought to be related to the most energetic phenomena in the universe, such as those involving black holes, gamma ray bursts, and active galactic nuclei. But the biggest discoveries so far appear to originate from voids or empty space where no violent celestial events have taken place. The article continues, the recently discovered particle, nicknamed Amaterasu particle after the sun goddess in Japanese mythology, was spotted by the Cosmic Ray Observatory in Utah, in Utah's West Desert. The telescope array, which started operating in 2008, is made up of 507 ping pong table-sized surface detectors covering 700 square kilometers, or 270 square miles. It has observed observed more than 30 ultra-high-energy cosmic rays, but none as big as this most recent Amaterasu particle, which struck the atmosphere above Utah on May 27, 2021, raining secondary particles to the ground where they were picked up by the detectors, according to the study. The event triggered 23 of the surface detectors, which calculated energy uh, of about 244 eka electron volts. Now, the oh my God particle, which was detected 30 years ago, only generated 320 electro electron volts. To put this in context, the article goes on and says, An ultra-high-energy cosmic ray carries tens of millions of times more energy than any human-made particle accelerator, such as the Large Hadron Collider, the most powerful accelerator ever built. That's wild, guys. That is wild that this sort of ray was detected. And like it said, it exceeds the power of the a Large Hydron collect, uh, Collider. The article wraps up by saying, the atmosphere largely protects humans from any harmful effects from these particles, though cosmic rays sometimes cause computer glitches. The particle and space radiation more broadly pose a greater risk to astronauts with the potential to cause structural damage to DNA And altering many cellular processes, according to NASA. Now, why did I think that was such an interesting article? Two reasons. One, this particular particle they believe came from a void where there were no events taking place, like no black hole, none of the other particular sources of high energy cosmic rays. What's my speculation? It's exactly what I've told you on this podcast before. I think our universe circles another universe, yin and yang. And these sorts of outputs of energy are representative of that second universe. The source of the energy That sparked this universe Dark matter Light matter And so I think at some point We're going to see scientists Speak to this issue And eventually speculate Of a dual universe existence You're like Mark How could that possibly be Two infinite bodies Rotating around each other I think the calculations will will explain why we have the type of movement of celestial bodies uh, in our universe when they contemplate this second universe. The second thing, the second reason why I pulled this article is that for that very last sentence summing up the power of these rays, the effects that they could have on our astronauts. As we approach NASA's attempt to return to the moon, allegedly, allegedly, we have to ask ourselves, could they have survived in the void of space with that level of radiation? With the type of shielding that we were told they had to travel from the Earth to the moon. Recent studies have suggested that to have sufficient shielding From low cosmic rays compared to this high energy burst, you need three feet of water surrounding the ship. Of course, we've never seen that with any of the particular rockets that have purported to go to the moon with humans on them. So how did they survive that level of radiation? That's something I want you to ponder. Because we're going to dig into that when we move into chapter three of Event Horizon, when we start to dig into some of the greatest lies ever told to humans on this planet. Okay, let's go to article number two. Article number two, entitled An at home insemination kit just got FDA clearance. This is about, uh, brought to you by uh, Corin Miller on December 6, 2023, published on AOL.com. The article starts out, Is it possible to get pregnant using a kit you picked up from your local drugstore? A home kit designed to help people conceive has been given Class Two clearance by the Food and Drug Administration. The Mosey Baby Kit, it's now the only FDA-cleared over-the-counter kit for intravaginal insemination, or, or IVI. IVI is a reproductive procedure that involves placing semen in a woman's vagina in an attempt to get pregnant. The Mosi Baby Kit, which costs $129, includes two collective cups for semen and two insemination syringes and supportive instructions for use. The company advertises its syringe design on its website, noting that it has a rounded nub that ensures maximum release and minimizes waste. The Mosi Baby Kit was created to support people facing obstacles to insemination, whether due to an inability to engage in intercourse or if they chose not to engage in intercourse. Miller continues in the article People may benefit from an at-home insemination kit can include same-sex couples and people with conditions like vaginismus, a condition that causes spasms of the muscles around the vagina that can make sex difficult and painful. The article goes on to say that IVI does not help pregnancy rates in couples with infertility. Now, why did I pick this article? Again, for two reasons. One, I think it's gonna get easier and easier to self inseminate using not just sperm, but DNA in general. There's an article that I've read that we're gonna include in an upcoming report that talks to what scientists have been able to do uh, in recreating or inseminating rats uh, than not having to require sperm. And if that's the case, then the second reason why this article becomes a uh, reason why I wanted to put it out there is that I think you're going to have to, at some point, uh, get a patent on your DNA. When it becomes that easy for someone to collect DNA and inseminate and create life, you're going to have to be able to protect your DNA. And I think that's the world we're moving towards. So it, 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 is, it is terrifyingly... Um, crazy to think that that will be a world that we will live in, but I think that's what's going uh, to happen. And you will see a further breakdown of the family. That uh, individuals will be able to get uh, a hair sample, a skin sample, uh, and and self inseminated, and and suddenly you have a, a a kid out there that you don't know about, uh, and uh responsibilities that you may or may not know about so so this this it it just it set me out on a kind of a uh, pulling at the thread of society and seeing where it would possibly go and i think that's where we end up if uh ground rules aren't adhered to uh and it may require some new ground rules given the pace at which science uh is advancing okay last article in Report six of news from the point of no return. Tiny living robots made from human cells. Surprise scientists. Again, this comes from Katie Hunt, CNN, uh, and uh, published on CNN.com, November the 30th, 2023. Scientists have created tiny living robots from human cells that can move around in a lab dish and may one day be able to heal wounds or damaged tissue according to a new study. The team at Tufts University and Harvard University of uh, uh, Weiss Institute have dubbed the creations anthrobots. The research builds on earlier work from some of the same scientists who made the first living robots or xenobots from stem cells sourced from the embryos of the African clawed frog. Some people thought that the features of the xenobots relied on the fact that they were embryonic and amphibian, uh, said study author Michael Levine. I don't think, quoting Michael Levine here, this has anything to do with being an embryo. It has nothing to do. With being a frog. I think it is much more general properties of living things. Research, which was published in the Journey, Journal of Advanced Science, goes on and says the scientists used adult cells from the trachea or windpipe from anonymous donors of different ages and sexes. Researchers zeroed in on this type of cell because they're relatively easy to access due to work on COVID 19 and lung disease, and more importantly because of a feature the scientists believe would make the cells capable of movement, says the study author Jizim Gamma Kaya, a doctoral student at Tufts. The trachea cells are covered with hair-like projections called cilia that wave back and forth they usually help the trachea push out tiny particles that find their way into the air passages of the lungs. Kaya experimented with the chemical composition of the trachea cell's growth conditions and found a way to encourage the cilia to face outward uh, on the organoids. Once she had found the right matrix, the organoids became mobile after a few de- few days with the cilia acting like boat oars. Some some were spherical, some were covered in cilia, while others were shaped more like a football and covered ir- irregular irregularly with silica. They also moved in different ways, some in straight line, some in tight circles, while others sat around and just wiggled, according to a news release on the study. They survived up to 60 days in laboratory condition. The scientific team were surprised to see the anthrobots encourage growth to the damaged region of the neurons, although the researchers don't yet understand the healing mechanism associated with the anthrobots. Dr. Levine continued, the ability to create these structures from a patient's own cell suggested diverse applications both in the lab and perhaps ultimately within humans. Levine said he didn't think the anthrobots posed any ethical or safety concerns. They are not made up of human embryos, research that is tightly restricted or genetically modified in any way, he said. Dr. Levine concludes they have a very circumscribed environment that they live in. So there's no possibility that they somehow could get out or live outside the lab. They can't live outside that very specific environment, he said. They have a natural lifespan, so after a few weeks, it's just seamlessly biodegrade. I hope you could see why I pulled this article and made it part of Report 6. We're on the verge of creating a Wolverine or a Deadpool where your body will be able to immediately repair itself, extending your life almost eternally. I think the warning that you probably should have heard was Dr. Levine's last message, but basically saying these things will never get out of the lab. They can't live outside a specific environment, and they simply biodegrade after a few weeks. Making that statement clearly says we're working on the opposite and that there are military applications for what we're building. You Can't you read between the lines? We're on the verge of creating a self-healing human with the ability to use your own cells to generate the type of small anthro robots that will be in you working around all day repairing cells. Now, when you if you listen to the predictions that I gave for 2024, one of the major breakthroughs that I say would happen in 2024 is a breakthrough in longevity. Cellular programming. And if you think the people at Harvard and Tufts aren't talking to the startups who are working on cellular reprogramming and cellular repair, then I got a bridge I need to sell you, because they are. And ultimately, what's going to end up happening is a cocktail of cells that will regenerate, i.e., take you back to an earlier state. And then after hitting that state, these anthro robots will keep that cell healthy, repair it, basically making you young forever. You're going, to Mark, what's the problem with that? You tell me. Treading dangerously close on the grounds that God has claimed. Making ourselves a God. Some of you don't see a problem with that. Well, that's why I put the article in there. If you don't, let me know. Follow me on social media and send me your thoughts. If you do have a problem with it, share it with me. I'll share my thoughts and maybe we'll take the comments and wrap that into a nice little new podcast episode when we get to chapter 3 of the podcast. How about that? Guys, happy new year to you. Happy 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 new year. We're in 2024 and I am so happy that we are. 2023 was a good year, but in many ways it was a painful year for me. Uh so painful in in some cases that I wasn't able to get here and get an episode out to you. But you can believe I was thinking about this audience and wanting to share these thoughts and I will do my very best to stay on schedule this year. Till next time my friends, peace.
1: Hey you, podcast listener. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. Take the blue pill, you wake up in your bed and go back to listening to mundane podcasts that won't challenge your religious beliefs and your so-called truths about reality, the universe, and consciousness. Take the red pill, subscribe to the Event Horizon podcast hosted by Mark Anthony Peterson and he will show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Event Horizon takes a walk into the paranormal with a splash of conspiracy. It's the podcast that would be born if David Icke and the X-Files had a baby. Subscribe to the Event Horizon podcast by Mark Anthony Peterson on Spreaker, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Stitcher, or any of your other favorite podcast platforms. Remember, all we are offering is the truth, nothing more.